This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right, welcome back to the podcast, episode 113. Well, this is your boy, East Coast Trev, and this is Steve. Oh, it's so nice to be podcasting. A little bit of relaxation in the life of craziness, I guess, right? Uh, yeah, it, it's it's been a freaking grind, and to top it off, it's an understatement. This, this is dropping off on Thanksgiving, so hopefully we're either relaxing or we're killing that's true. I mean, that, you know, happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, for sure. Sure, probably have started it like that, but I guess I've kind of neglected to do you so. You said it now. That's what counts. That's all that matters. <laughs> it's it's the thought that counts. I'm happy and I'm Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, I think we're just so spun up after that conversation. You know, I had a lot of a lot of energy, a lot of everything else going on behind it that we had to remind ourselves this is coming out on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, well, I didn't even realize that it was a Thanksgiving episode until you had said something a little bit earlier today. I was like, oh, yeah, huh, that's coming up. Because, like, our nose has <laughs> kind of been to the grindstone, like, just trying to haunt constantly. And, like, the season, you know, across the board has been a, a tough season, man. It's been one of uh, – Oh, dude, we've we got nuts, a cloud bro. hanging over us big time. You said Ugh. it best. I mean, we've had shots and shots and shots. And we have had absolutely horrid luck – in everything involved with the season. It's, you know, it's one of those humbling seasons. I mean, you get them and stuff, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, getting the deer in front of us isn't the issue. It's just finding the right deer and searching. I mean, I've and put getting endless, the damn camera on them. Ugh. And, and just being in, you know, constantly in the tree and trying to find them and like tons of like nighttime movement obviously probably not close enough to them or whatever the case may be or nighttime cruising by the time that they do get to us or whatever the case may be. And it's just been nuts, bro. Just straight grinding and grinding and grinding, trying to get on deer. And it's well, and shooting I, deer I, wouldn't be the problem, but I think you're running in up there where you are now. The same thing we're running into down here is the orange army is out in full force, man. They are marching because let me tell you, it sounds like a battlefield out here in Virginia right now. 
Well, our numbers are still down tremendously um, as far as deer kills for the season. And well, I don't know everyone why. last year during COVID, everyone had nothing to do. So they went out and killed 15 deer and went, crap, my fe- freezer's full for the next three years. I don't need to hunt. Mm-hmm. But Plus, then again, there's good deer that have been coming down. I've been getting a ton of really good deer in the Euro shop. Well, and that's the thing. So it's you like, still have your regular hunters hunting. But compared mm-hmm. to last year, yeah, last year's numbers were through the roof because no one had shit to do. True. This year, people are working. Yeah. So comparatively, this year to last year, the numbers are going to be down, man. Mm-hmm. Which isn't a bad thing, <laughs> especially with the quality of bucks you guys have been pulling up there. Shit. It's kind of funny. It's It's... I'm almost ready for the rut to be over because I'm sick and tired. I've had three mishaps with doe piss and it is totally <laughs> driving me nuts. Okay, I, I'm dude, not going to lie to you. Break it down. I got no, so I've so, seen some of the posts and I haven't said anything intentionally, but I got to know what's going on. Well, no. So yesterday I was, I was messing. So I had gotten an old property, a new old property. So a property I used to hunt, I went and got a permit for it. So I was like, Oh, all right. I said, I'm going to go put in some cameras. So, um, Nor'easter game calls for you guys that don't know, they make, um, sense like different types of sense. We don't really talk about them that much. And we probably should talk about them a little bit more, but it's something I don't really use all that much. So anyways, so I had two bottles of scrape maker, um, from that had been left over from the years. That I was sometimes using a small, like one ounce squirt bottle. Well, I had two of them and they're like semi used. Well, so I'm getting my cameras and get my stuff in the backpack and I start to pour one into the other. Well, it couldn't take all the contents. <laughs> and literally, that was everywhere, dude. All inside of the backpack that I was wearing because of the, obviously the backpack's on the table. I'm trying to pour it in. Then it's all over my hands. And then you wipe your like, shirt and then that's the only thing that you smell it's just it's disgusting bro it's absolutely disgusting i hate it and that's all i smell like it smells like a a rut orgy in my car now it's just it's annoying as tell and it just drives me so when nuts. you walk then, into the woods you literally lay a centro you could turn around and hunt <laughs> it's disgusting bro it's i hate it and i don't use a lot of scents but like when you set up scrapes and so on and so forth you have to and then i tried this year um, Tinks has the spray, like it sprays like 10 right. feet and, uh, <laughs> the bottle, the oh, bottle, sp- <laughs> it froze up on me and I don't know what happened. Like I was just spraying it out of my tree stand and it like froze up on me. And then there's like a piece of like ice in the nozzle and it just like backlash right in my face. <laughs> and that's all I smelled, bro. Like it was on my upper lip and that's all I oh. smelled was 69 spray oh. i'm like dude this sucks so bad it is absolutely miserable so i hate this time of year and i don't use scents for this reason because i end up smelling more like a doe and rut than the doe and rut actually smells so it's <laughs> so annoying to me it drives you, me bonkers. you took cover scent to a whole new level this season <laughs> it's it's not it just pisses me off you know so on much. the bottle it says not for human consumption <laughs> well i'm not trying to consume it <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I'm trying to picture you in my head and I can see this whole thing playing out and you just sitting there gagging in a tree as your face just gets obliterated by it. Gross, bro. It's disgusting constantly. Dude, I I will say, I feel sorry for you. That just the thought of that gives me a headache. It's not. And then it's all you smell all day. Yeah. 
and the you next burp two days. And you, it's, you burp and it's just Ting 69. That's all you smell. It's just like, it's <laughs> annoying. It's absolutely annoying. It just you became the sprayer. Oh. Be one with the woods. <laughs> Be one with the woods. And then, it, you know, it's just like constant, you know, like we used to have Trev's bloopers on the past podcast and, you know, it's, it's just a constant life cycle for me because so I, I use the uh, big white tails gear hanger. Yeah. I don't know. Do you use the yeah, same I, one? I do. And I, I so, saw your post. I felt bad for you. <laughs> dude, I was so pissed. Well, the problem is now tomorrow. Well, thank, thankfully I'm hunting privately tomorrow, but um, I just, I didn't even realize that it was gone, that I, that I forgot it somewhere or misplaced it or whatever the case may Left be in a tree. I may have. No, I definitely took it out of the tree. I just don't know where I put it after that. I think it might be in the woods still, but so I get up in the tree and I go to get set up and it's always in my right, like mesh, like right water bag pouch, yeah. right in that pouch. And I, so I go in there to grab it and I'm like, there's nothing in that pouch. Oh, that's the worst feeling. And I'm on the tree. I'm at the top of the tree, bro. And I'm like, so now what am I going to do? I'm like, Oh, Improvise. I got this improvise. Right. So my saddle has S beaners in it with little flappers. So I'm like, all right, so I'm going to take a piece of my paracord. I'll cut it off my bowstring. I'll wrap it around the S beaner and then I'll use my, my uh, linesman and I'll tighten it to the tree and then I'll put the S beaners on it and then I'll hang my bow on one side and my backpack on the other side. That'll work. Right. So I ended up using that, but like, thank God I could have improvised. Cause if I didn't, I would have been a mess. What the heck was I going to do? I'm like, this is going to be a long rut sit all day rut sit. And what am I going to do? Hold my bow and wear my backpack the whole hey, time. Like you're not the first miserable. person I've seen this happen to. Actually, it was, I think it was Caitlin Moss uh, a couple of weeks ago, did the same thing and ended up really? having to tie her rattling antlers around the horns and hook them on each other and then hang her bow off of the freaking brow tine. That's pretty smart, I mean, actually. You just, you just got to get creative. Problem is, you're either not rattling, or when you rattle, you got to hold the bow between your legs. So take your pick. Oh, you know something? It's kind of funny that you say that. So normally, I carry a one-inch uh, flat strap in my bag. Right. So I have an extra strap. But I was like, well, I can use my camera arm strap maybe. I'm like thinking of all these things that I could possibly use. I mean, I could have definitely figured it out. And I mean, I did, but I could have. I think there could have been variables to it. You know, but it's just when you when you have a system and that system is set. Yep. You, you get in you that have tree, to you fall go through your system. steps, and it's like, oh crap, I'm missing a piece, and the whole climb falls apart. Right. Exactly. Because now you're scrambling. So, well, you do it every single year. It's the same thing after the same thing. You know what I'm saying? September yeah. 15th, you fumble, or the beginning. Well, for me, it's September 15th, but you fumble constantly until you get it, and then you finally. Come October, you're like, you got it. Everything's got it the same. And then you start throwing wrenches into it and you're like, well, Bruh. and that's the thing is you get into that tree and it's like, okay, step one, do this. Step two, do this. Step three, step three is missing. And your mind just goes like complete cloudy. You right. don't think, Hey, I've got an extra strap in my bag. The first thing he goes, I have nowhere to hang my bag. Right. You know, and that throws the whole wrench in the plan. Cause you don't realize you got everything you need. You just don't have the steps for it to happen, and then it it drives you crazy. I've been there. I did that last year. I think I ended up uh, I, I ended up using what was it a carabiner tied back like you did off of my camera arm strap, 
in order to hang my bow. So my bow was hanging at like knee level, but it was all I had on me. And then once I got everything set up, I realized I had two more straps in my bag. And once I got the bag hanged and I could get a hold of it, I was like, I'm an idiot. (laughs) And, and of course I'm ordering from their website while I'm in the tree. tree. (laughs) I'm like, I don't care, dude. Like I'm so used to it, you know, like, and you, um, Peter Dalton, uh, he, mm-hmm. he writes on there and he's like, I really like the tethered one and this, that, and the other thing. I was like, yeah, I'll check it out, man. But I already got it ordered. Like it's, yeah, it's too late. Like, I, when you're so accustomed to one thing and it's just that one thing, like I have, yeah, you know what I'm method. saying? I don't like to change it. I don't nope. like to change it. I do not. Um, I agree. Trying different products and doing different things. I'm just so accustomed to it. I'll buy it in the off season build my climb in the off season and then the season will come and then I'll run it that way. So it's kind of, it's just one of those things, man, whatever. Hopefully the season comes. And by this time we both have something down once this podcast actually releases around Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, we'll that see would be my thing. I know you had, uh, you had horrible luck last week. I had horrible luck last week. I mean, we're due. I'm going to give you a theory, right? So I had talked to a couple of people and I, and I'll throw this out there real quick, real easy. So the, the theory that I had and I, you know, talking to a local, my local mentor and, and big time buck killer is that those bucks are on that lockdown. Oh where yeah. The yeah, big mature bucks, in lockdown. They were on lockdown and they weren't moving. I was all day sitting and not moving. The small bucks are moving that 10 to 12, that normal full moon phase rut. They're moving midday. But I think this coming week, Thanksgiving week, is always known that 21st on is known you got that for killing lull. big, big bucks. They're well, 21st the, on. Yeah, they're yeah. coming off them first hot does, and mm-hmm. they're going to go out seeking the second phase of rut. Hardcore, hardcore. You're already starting to see it in the cameras. Oh, yeah. So we'll see what ends up happening, man. I, I got I got some. I'm just going to keep haunting, keep grinding, man. Don't give up. You know, it's, it's just one of those things. I mean, it's, it's coming to that time of season. It's still early in the season. We've grinded since this 15th of October every single day. It feels like January 31st. Bro. Oh, I, I want to just I I jump tell myself, tree. it's like, look, dude, we're still in the center of the rut. Mm-hmm. So I'm, in my mind, it's like, man, I'm, I'm getting cooked. I'm getting burnt out. And I'm like, mm-hmm. take a breather. You still got two months. It's yeah. okay. It's a ride. It's a ride. Well, man, we should probably thank the, uh, the partners and kind of get this thing underway. And let's get Dom on. Let's do it, man. Go ahead. All right, let's start it off. Norrie's Game Calls. Norrie's Game Calls. Get them in close. Uh, we have now just done a giveaway. Uh, you guys missed out on that. You guys suck. Uh, you don't want to do that again. So make sure to get on our social media. <laughs> subscribe to us. Subscribe to us on YouTube. We'll do some giveaways over there. It's it's the Christmas time. Um, there's a lineup of giveaways coming. You want to make sure to get on YouTube, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok. You name it, we're on it. Definitely get on it and subscribe. Um, and while you're at it, you might as well give us a five-star review on iTunes also. Uh, just wanted to get that in there. Gator Outdoors, GatorOutdoors.com. Use promo code OUTDOORDRIVE25. Save yourself 25%. Be the reason. If you guys haven't joined up for that team yet, you're also missing out on a free T-shirt and hat. So get on over to that. No, NovixOutdoors.com. Uh, Novix tree stands. They are amazing, by the way. Uh, outdoor outdoor fifth is outdoor drive 15 or outdoor 15 on that outdoor one. drive outdoor drive 15 so i wrote it down wrong because i'm an idiot 
Um, outdoor <laughs> drive 15 on that one. Save yourself 15% on uh, Novix tree stands sticks. Uh, we are running the minis. Um, so you want to make sure to definitely go and check those guys out. If you guys are looking at building a new climb, by the way, latitude outdoors, latitudeoutdoors.com. Uh, Steven's running the method two. I'm running the classic two, which is a one piece. Steven's running a two piece, both great saddles, the metalist system. They've just kind of fixed everything that there is to fix when it comes to saddles, new They are the, uh, foremost, I guess, outfitter, right. For, uh, Zeus broadheads, um, Aries broadheads, B16, and steady form. So if you want the sickest, craziest, most badass broadhead on the market, Zeus broadheads is the place for you. Uh, and our new and upcoming sponsor is Rack Bracket. Rack Bracket is a it's it's everything that it sounds. It hangs your racks. Uh, it's a euro a euro mount hanger. That is sturdy as hell. And they also do it for mule deer, elk, so on and so forth. A little bit different. You guys are thinking skull hooker, so on and so forth. But if you guys haven't already, get on over to Rack rack Bracket and check them out. They hold where the jawbones come on. And there's actually a video on YouTube that I watched the other day. And it was kind of like the selling point for me. Guys throws a basketball at the wall or a big ball at the wall. And the the rack bracket actually held on to the skull. So it didn't fall off the wall. So that's an important thing because you guys are Euro guys and the nose breaks on them. This is going to stop that. So get on over to rack bracket and get yourself one. Use the promo code outdoor drive 10 and save yourself 10% on the rack bracket. Looking forward to that. It's going to come in handy. You got a lot of skulls on my shelves and a couple of them do have that broken nose you were talking about. So yeah, that happens a lot, man. My, get the music crank in and things like that little vibrations. It's amazing how easy it is to knock a skull off the wall. Yeah. It's my first buck that I ever killed. I had euroed it and I was sick and tired. It just be bopped around and it would constantly fall off the wall or whatever the case may be. And the nose ended up broke broken. And then I had to bring it down to tax and have it mounted up full. Right. Because I was sick and tired of looking at it being all trashed up like that, especially being my first year. Yeah, so it's going to be nice. Good uh, good addition and uh, will really fit everything throughout the outdoors, not just one single specific thing. So I think it's it's a good fit. For sure. Well, and we'll I don't have... know about you, but uh, I think we should dive right into this thing and let Dom kick off with his mini stories. Let's go. All right, here we are. All right, we're back on the phone with Dominic. What's up, buddy? How are you, man? What's up, boys? How are you? Hanging in there, man. We appreciate you taking the time to uh, come on the drive with us. Absolutely. I appreciate uh, the opportunity, and uh, you guys seem like a bunch of cool dudes, man, so we'll fit right in. This should should go nice and calm and smooth, and we should have fun. I don't know about calm and smooth, (laughs) but we'll have a a good time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. (laughs) It's a, it's a four by four drive here. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Nice. It looks a little sunny where you're at, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know what's going on with that, man. It's definitely not a filter or anything, but we're in Arizona right now, so yeah. It, no yeah. hunting, no hunting equipment, unfortunately. But it, it's really weird. I don't often talk to people from my neck of the woods. I mean, granted, you're a little bit south of me, but you're also in some incredible hunt country. If you go, you know, thirty, forty-five minutes out from where you are. 
So, uh, so like I said, uh, I'm definitely, so, um, I was, I was able to get the, um, the PSC Evo this year, um, the bow and I have my old elite, but I, I kept my old elite, my energy because it was just a great bow. I've always, you know, it's always good to have a backup bow. And, uh, I think that's a bow that I might want to bring out here and, put to work man you know uh, that bow's been with me since 2014 so i might as well take everything i can with it you'd be stupid not to yeah that's one of those bows honestly that nobody so i have the synergy and it's a bow i will never get rid of because it is like the bow like it, it checks every single box when it comes to archery so listen i mean we shoot the PSC because we shoot, you know how it works. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if I get in trouble for this, I don't really care. Um, it's a really good bow. The PSC Evo. It's, mm-hmm. it's like shoot a rocket. Um, I shot a Turkey with it. I shot my 10 pointer with it and I shot like four does with it so far. And I tell you what, like I used to worry about the shoulder with the, my old elite. I don't even, I don't even care about a shoulder this time. It's just like, cool. It's like a, a warm night through butter, man. I mean, I got the 80 pounder too, so it's just shooting missiles, you know? Yeah, um, there's nothing it's a great bow, flat shooting bow. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm willing to shoot anything with it, man. You know what I mean? So for that aspect, and it's flat shooting too. My old elite, um, I love just the way the feeling and the grip was and, the, you know, the let off and the whole nine yards. But if I had to choose the bow to go kill a deer with and – have that confidence it'd be with the psa you know what i mean totally Absolutely. get it yeah well let's turn this key man let's get this thing in overdrive why don't you tell everybody who you are where you're from and a little bit about what you do all right so um originally i'm from new york um clearly that that's out the picture because you couldn't pay me to go out there to new york anymore we lived in brooklyn uh as soon as we moved out in brooklyn i'm out of brooklyn I was like two or three years old, uh, nothing but woods and deer. And uh, my father, huge hunter, huge outdoorsman, uh, he got me into it. And uh, ever since that, you know, there's pictures of me when I was a little kid bundled up in like a blanket going up the up the mountainside in Walton, New York, on the back of a quad. And then me holding like a 3006. And I was like, I think I was smaller than the gun. You know what I mean? So it's always <laughs> been something. It's always been something I think that he just, uh, you know, he passed to me, you know, and he's taught me everything I know. And then I just kind of took it and went nuts with it, man. I went from woods to water to whatever I can do, you know. If I can kill it with a stick, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it, you know. Well, it's funny. is um, Every every different post on your Instagram is something different. One day you're waterfowl hunting, you're <laughs> upland hunting, deer hunting. You're like... I'm like, dude, what is Dom doing? He's all over the spectrum here. So, like, so like the whole social media thing, um, you know, you're supposed to post every day. Dude, you know what it is? I, the way I see it is, like, I just – so, like, I'm chasing a really big buck now, but it's just not cooperating. And then, like I said, with everything going on with uh, Pops and everything, it's, it's hard to, like, get that focus and, like, be 100% you know, towards this deer, because I really can't. I actually have my buddy Davey uh, knock on wood. If he shoots at it, <laughs> he kills it. <laughs> I don't want a non-typical next year, unless it gets bigger. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like, uh, 
you know, I, and I just, I, I love being active. Um, you know, uh, waterfowl hunting came to me about three years ago. Um, it's, it's awesome. Uh, it's totally different, obviously, than deer hunting. Um, I'm not a big gun hunter, but when it comes to waterfowl, I'm all for it. Um, but it, it, it breaks up that, you know, sitting in the tree for freaking 10 hours. Because, you know, let me get, you know, don't get me wrong. I love deer hunting. But, you know, sometimes you're there five days in a row, you know, it's like, all right, I need to go, like, shoot something or I need to, like, change it up just to get that, you know, get that, like, buffer. Spend time with humans. Yeah, like, talk, not sit there and, like, look at my phone and then, like, hear, like, a crunch and it's another squirrel, you know, we're on, like, <laughs> I mean, if, if, God, if squirrels, if I get $5 a squirrel, I'd be a millionaire. You know what I mean? Like, I stuff like that, like. Yeah. So, and, and then the spear fishing, like, I, I just want to do everything when it comes to the outdoors, man. I, I want to just dip into a little bit of everything, you know? So you're a um, typical new England East coast boy. I just, yeah, I'm all over the place, bro. <laughs> you know? And when he said that there's mule deer and, and, and elk, uh, I'm like, dude, you just set me off. Like, you don't know how happy I just got. I'm like, yeah, what? You're, 45 minutes? You're in the Mecca <laughs> of Western hunting, right? It's like one of the best kept secrets in Western mm -hmm. hunting is Arizona. Well, we'll see. Go south, <laughs> hit the big coos deer, go north, hit the big elk, go anywhere in the state and hit the big muleys. You got antelope, you, know, I, you got upland I game. A, I shot a mule deer um, when I was younger with my father, um, the 300 wind mag. I mean, it was cool, uh, but with a bow, that's when shit just changes, man. You know what I mean? Like, you got to close that gap. You got to worry about wind, the eyesight, other animals. Like, that's why I think I'm so – such a diehard bow hunter because of the pursuit. You know what I mean? Yep. And then, like, once once you, like, put that deer down and you get him in your hand, it's like – fuck, man, I got to start all over again, you know? But it feels good. You're like, all right, like, that's done now. I'm going to go find another one. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And for me, that that's what it's about. Like, I remember I shot the deer last year that we called Waldo. Dude, that deer, that deer traveled so far. There was, like, 10 other guys hunting. This one guy, Barry, that shoots monsters from the ground. Not even, doesn't even wear camo. The guy's, like... Old school. He's like, yeah, old school ain't the word, man. This guy's... He's like the guy, you know, and uh, I know embarrassed since I was in high school. He worked at our school and uh, I picked that guy's brain until he's like, all right, man, I got to go. <laughs> but, right. You know, that that's how you learn. You know, mm -hmm. that's how you uh, like a lot of people ask me questions and I'll answer as much as I can. You know what I mean? But that's how it's like anything else. Like, you know, you go to the gym and you want to be jacked. You're going to go over to the guy and then go, what do I do for this? What do you, you know, I've always been that way. I've always, I don't care. I'll, I'll knock on doors. I'll ask anyone anything. Worst thing they can say is no. You know what I mean? But Absolutely. So, so what, what kind of dove you into the outdoor world? Like your Wits Blitz TV and everything like that. Like, where did that all start for you? At what point were you like, I want to do this or. Uh, like what the TV aspect or yeah. just hunt. Okay, so the TV aspect's been a dream of mine since day one. Um, ever since, like, Bill Jordan, you know, they were on Saturday mornings on ESPN. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and uh, those guys, I have always looked up to them. Like, that's badass. Like, when I have kids, I want them to do the same shit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, 
that was like a thing me and my dad used to always watch and it was just always been a been a dream of mine and uh you know trent answered that dream uh when i you know i talked to him and i threw it out there like hey you know i'm kind of interested and this is what i want to do like this is no bullshit this is what i want you know do you have any room and he uh let me in with open arms man this guy's awesome um now i just got to take it from there you know it's uh it is hard though because uh you know self-filming and all that like dude it becomes stressful um you know because if you don't if you don't succeed in what you you know what people want to see like people want to see big deer kill you know what i mean my whole thing is like when i watch a tv show hunting show people like the story behind it they like all that they like you know sitting on a porch i, I like i like the killing aspect i like the, the shots i like cool shots i like uh you know uh bucks coming into like like action i just like live dr- driven acts uh, action that's all i like you know I, I want to be like like i told our editor like dude i want like five kills in my episode he's like what i'm like yeah like, i want it to be like boom 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 can we do it you know and he did he put like four kills in one episode I mean, I had nothing else to show, but <laughs> I had one episode, but it was like, you know what I mean? Like, so like stuff like that, you know? Um, and like I said, Trent, Trent brought me in and a uh, bunch of good guys. And uh, I learned a lot from a lot of them and talking to them, you know, you meet different people and it, it's, it's awesome, man. You know, eventually one day I would like to have my own show. Um, but for right now, I'm very content. You know what I mean? I love uh, the filming part. I love uh, the pursuit of anything, but mostly whitetail. Um, elk is definitely next. Thank you for that. There you go. <laughs> Happy to help. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you think that the self-filming aspect and in, 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 in having to get certain amount of content has put a stress on it where it makes you kind of stress out and not succeed with what you're trying to succeed on? Um, I'll be honest, man. Uh, I feel pretty defeated this year. Um, it sucks. Uh, it definitely plays a big role. Um, I wouldn't say I'm completely out of the game because I'm not done with this deer. Um, either way, whether it's me, David, or Jesse, it's dying. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? <laughs> yep. Um, but then you know what? Then uh, I start back over and I got to find something else that, you know, gives me that like holy shit factor that's what i look for in a deer Mm -hmm. you know i started hunting this one deer that our buddy rich called slick willie (laughs) don't ask (laughs) i won't Uh, (laughs) because i won't tell (laughs) yeah exactly you're not gonna get the answer to that um so uh so yeah and um i was in the stand for like two days me and dave were trying to double team you know hunt one side of the road and i was on the other side because he was going back and forth and um I just looked, I looked at my phone and looked at the trail cam fish and I was like, this deer is not for me. This isn't, you know, this is something that I like. I'd like to see grow. So Davey was, you know, Davey does more fishing than anything. He hunts. He's a good hunter. Um, actually, I wouldn't say I taught him how to hunt, but I definitely gave him some tips. And we've always hunted since I met him. It's like seven, eight years. No, more than that. Ten years ago. Kind of like a little brother I never had. Um, so, uh. You know, and then uh, the next day, boom, my trail camera went off. And I was like, fucking A. I'm like, let's go. 
I'm like, this is the deer that I'm ready to go for. And things like freaking Houdini. So, but that's what drives me to, you know, to, uh, that's what drives me for this whole hunt thing is that something like that. Like last year's hunt, same thing, man. That deer was everywhere. Getting pictures of that deer was, I don't even know how to explain it. It was so tough. And then you had like 10 other guys hunting it, you know? I know of three guys hunting this deer now, you know? So it's same stuff, but it's stressful. But at the same time, it's rewarding if you, uh, if you succeed, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so are you hunting more of like an urban area, suburb area? Um, or are you hunting big woods? Like what? So it's, it's weird. Um, listen, uh, if you're hunting suburban areas, uh, if you drive around during a rut, you could see a buck bedded up next to someone's house. And you're like, how the hell did that deer get there? They're not stupid. They're not stupid animals at all. You know, they're, they, it's a combination because where the deer I'm hunting now, there's really big woods. There's a lot of hunters and then there's parks that are surrounding it. So he's got safe havens. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, and then he's got giant houses where people are like, dude, get off my property. Like, no, you can't hunt it. Right. You know, I, I walked up to one guy's house. I'm like, hey, I, no. I'm like, you didn't even know what the fuck I just said. I was, what if I was going <laughs> to tell you I got $100 in my pocket I want to give to you? He started laughing. He's like, no, I already know you're not hunting. I'm like, all right. So, you know, it's that's where we are in Jersey. Uh, the part that we're in, it's um, it's a mixture. But, you know, for me, Big Woods is like, I don't know. 100 acres now you go out to like kansas like when my buddy chris erickson put me in a tree in kansas i was like dude like if i fall out of this tree is anyone coming out here to, like, is anyone gonna hear me <laughs> you know what i mean like yep. nope like i was like and like i was like chris like how do you know to even put a tree stand here like this is ridiculous no bait nothing like that you know what i mean just it's like ah oh, you know just i come out here and this is what we do and i saw the biggest buck of my life out of that tree course i didn't get a shot but it is what it is but uh yeah man yeah they're unpredictable they can be anywhere i don't care how big the piece of woods is or how small it is i shot a deer in a piece of woods that was ridiculously small but the deer would come in there and he took his doe in there and unfortunately i was waiting for him you know what i mean but that must be crazy hunting in the city though like trying to understand what those because like like you're saying, guys in Kansas, they know where to put their tree stand, but you have to learn a whole different aspect of where the deer are coming and going because they could be in that guy's front lawn and not be able to get a shot at him. Yeah. Um, I think what it really comes down to for me, like trail cameras, man, that's the only way you could, re- I don't care if you see 10 scrapes, uh, rubs, uh, you know, a trail that looks like a dirt bike went through it 50 times. doesn't mean shit. You know, that deer is going to do what he wants. You know what I mean? That's why, like, I mean, even with this deer and the last deer, I I started from the outside and I worked my way in and I was like, nothing. And I was like, this is impossible. And then I was like, maybe he's using the houses. Maybe he's, you know, he's got that, that brain where he's like, people are chasing me. I, you know, I need to stay out of the woods, hang tight to the houses. I put a bullshit camera over there on this guy's fence post and literally it's like horns. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. You know, and then I started moving my stuff in and that I'm like, hey, listen, I know it's going to sound weird, but 
I need to put a trail camera like on your tree and your landscaping. He's like, for what? I'm like, the buck. Sure enough, dude, deer was coming right. He was using the edge of the houses. That's what he did. You know, it's shit like that. It's like, damn, they're smart. Like, how do they, you know, but. They know where they're safe, man. They do. You know, I never underestimated deer. You know, I don't care what anyone says. Now, being in a baiting state, like, is there, is there, especially those big bucks, like, what do you do during the rut? You not bait or do you run a bait to try and bring in the dose so that they're checking that bait or how so, are you? So I'll, I'll tell, I'll be honest with you guys. 90% of my deer I've killed on bait. Um, it wasn't until last year. I'm sorry. And there's nothing well, wrong with that, bro. There's nothing wrong with that. No, like no, it's no, a no. whole different technique of hunting. And a lot of people don't understand that when you hunt yeah, in a suburban area. Yeah. But this is the thing though. Killing a deer off bait is more of a reward. I think because I feel I felt it when I shot um, the nine pointer with the kicker, which was my first episode ever with Blitz and um, killing Waldo, that big non-typical uh, buck I shot last year. That deer wasn't on bait. Now, I use bait to know that the deer is alive and around. Um, my tactic with bait is when it comes to the rut, make it as big as possible. Not a lot, but big. So I got to work for it. Have the cameras there. Bring in some does. It's a little bit more natural to them. Um, you know, it's not like someone takes a bag of corn and just dumps it. And they're like, oh, shit, look at this. A bag of, you know, fucking corn on the ground. You know, and then, and then they just indulge, too. You know, they take a – it's like us. You know, if you took a plate and sprinkled pasta on it, I'd have to work for it. If you put it in a bowl and he gave me a spoon, it's gone in five minutes. I mean, regardless, I'd eat it in five minutes anyway, but you get my drift, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and for them, I think it's it brings in the does, so you're getting all that scent in there. Um, but you'll notice the big bucks won't come to the bait. You know, they'll come at dark, or you'll get that one day that's a hot doe brings him in there because everybody knows – I would, I would say it, but how, most guys get in trouble because of females, right? Right. <laughs> Same thing in the deer population, well bro. Said. Same thing. Yeah. Well said. Well my dad said. Always, my dad always told me that. He's like, you know what will kill you, right? I said, yes. And he's like, same thing with deer. I'm like, huh. So I took that, and it's the truth, man. You know what I mean? I've seen a lot of deer come running into date, and I'm like, that deer could be smoked right now because of her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they just weren't ones that I wanted to shoot. So when you're trying to target those big deer, are you staying off of the bait, though, and letting oh, yeah. them does come in? Because you're not sitting on top of the bait pile no. this time of year. You're you're sitting off center of that I bait got, pile. I got a bait pile about 300. I ranged it, actually. Well, roughly ranged it on my, uh, my uh, HuntWise app. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like 345 yards away. Yeah. No, it wow. makes sense. You sit on the back side of it. That buck's going to come and scent check it, but yeah. he ain't coming in. And he's going to come downwind of it. So yep. you got to figure, I got a picture of him the other day at 520 at night. So I'm like, all right, he's coming from a distance. And I look at the map, I look at the wind. I'm like, all right, he came downwind of the fucking thing. And like, so where is he from this point to that point? And then I took my cameras, I moved them. I'm like, all right, he's coming down this, this hillside. I need that wind and I need this the right day. You know, I need all to line up. And I'm up in the tree, it's like, 3.30 and here come two kids. I'm like, are you kidding me? Dude, these kids were so low. I don't know if you saw my story. These kids came out of nowhere. I'm like, how do these... I wanted to be like, hey, you two. 
what what got you in here like did you lose a drone or did like <laughs> you know like did you look for or you're chasing a rainbow like i was so confused i'm like dude and they just kept walking and they'll and i took the audio out the kids like the one kid's like dude where the fuck are we and i'm like yeah i hope they'd be like not where you're supposed to be <laughs> you know they didn't mean? even see they didn't even see no. you there right they're pushing their bicycles right yeah, yeah, dude, these, yeah. I'm telling you, man, it's sad. You know what? Like, even being a cop, like, like we'll go to, like, calls where it's burglary or something or they're chasing someone. And they'll see everyone with the flashlights looking down. I'm, like, the only guy, I'm, like, up in the trees. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yep. And they're, like, they're, like, Bolo, what are you doing? I'm, like, bro, I'd climb a tree. You idiots would never find me. <laughs> like, nobody looks up. No ever looks up, you know what I mean? I've caught people in trees before. Yeah. You know, well, they're like, oh, That's how deer get killed. Yeah. You know guys I mean? in trees. Yep. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like that guy Barry's aspect is that those deer are always looking up. So maybe, you know, he's onto something by shooting from the ground. Especially high know. highly pressured deer. Ohio mm-hmm. deer. Public land highly pressured. Yeah, Ohio deer <laughs> like that, man. Like you they walk you, with their heads up. <laughs> yeah, you you wiggle your Crazy, toes, bro, and they know it, man. Like highly pressured public land deer like that. It's it's nuts. It's nuts. wild. It, I'm telling you, they're they're just they're smart animals. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people don't take that into perspective. I think they uh oh, they're just an animal. Bullshit, man. They're still alive longer than us. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So um, so you said that that you're so you're a cop. Yeah. In the city? Like New no, Jersey I'm, city? Or? I'm in New Jersey, yeah. Yep. No city. I, I worked uh, I worked in this little town, uh, Friel Borough, uh, where I kind of grew up. Like It's like the center of a donut, if you mm-hmm. want to really get into it. And then our town's around it. Um, I went to high school there for culinary. Uh, don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> I ate a lot. I learned a lot. Um but yeah, I started there. I started like chalking tires and shit and writing my teacher's tickets and stuff like that. Not on purpose because I was never like that. <laughs> yeah, but um, that, that's got to feel yeah, right. good. <laughs> yeah, and it, you know, it actually sucked too because then like I started seeing like friends from school and I'm like, oh man, like this sucks. Like I don't want to be, you know. So then uh, I went to Asbury Park, which is like a huge melting pot, man. I mean, you have the west side that is, you know, gangs, guns, drugs. Then you have the center of town, which is like, where you can grab drinks and a nice restaurant. And then you have the beachfront, which is typical beachfront. You know, there's people on the beach, there's bars, there's ice cream. So, like, you can do all types of stuff there. And Young, then drunk to, kids. Yeah, like, it, like if you wanted to, like, work and get drugs and guns, you'd go to the west side. If you wanted to, like, walk a footbeat and go, like, get, you know, drunk and disorderly tickets, you go, you know, Cookman Avenue. You know what I mean? Where all the bars are. Yep. If you wanted to go and just, you know, window shop and whatever you go to the beachfront <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> so it was, it was cool it was it was definitely it was a home run for learning experience because you had a little bit of everything and then i went to camden and that's where like i really learned how to be a cop and i actually used a lot of my deer hunting skills and catching a lot of guys with drugs and stuff it was pretty sick you know i was gonna ask if they overlap in skills um so like yeah i mean uh you know, when I, I brought out one day, I brought out a, a thermosel. So we were sitting at a desk and I brought a thermosel. I brought my binoculars, my dad's binoculars. Um, I brought the uh, leafy wear. Yep. And um, my regular portable radio. And they're like, what the hell are you doing? I said, shut up and watch. 
I'm like, I need you, you, and you. And uh, dropped me off on the side of the highway. And I was looking down one of the rows and I was just sniping people, man. I'm like, red hoodie, black sneakers. Boom. You know what I mean? They're like, dude, this is sick. I'm like, it's like hunting. You know what I mean? Get up mm-hmm. into a bandos, you know, you get above and you watch, you get the high rises, uh, the hospitals. <laughs> I used to just look down and see deals and it'd be like, dude, this is like shooting fish in a barrel, you know? Yeah. It's and then like when you get like a big one, yeah. <laughs> and when you get a big one, like a big bus, you're like, dude, it's like it shot a 200 inch deer. We're good. For sure. <laughs> none of them, and none of them look up. <laughs> no, no, man. No, my one buddy, my one buddy Rocco jumped out of a tree once when we were working a job and that guy was like, damn. And, uh, we were laughing. You know, I was like, man, it's got to learn to look up. <laughs> yep. No, that's, that's funny. We did the same thing overseas as we would sit back and we'd make a, basically a bait pile. We'd fill a van full of weapons and we'd weld the barrels shut and things like that. So they'd cross oh, the Pakistani badass. border and they'd pick up their stuff in this van and as soon as they had a weapon and walked off, you know, we got the cleared hot and kind of did our thing. We basically baited them in just like we were deer hunting. Everyone <laughs> thought sick. I was crazy. My commander thought I was insane. But by damn, if it didn't work. Hell yeah. That's a whole nother level, though. That's yeah, badass. Well. <laughs> hey, I'll give you a lot of time. When you're in a just, life and death situation like hey, that. <laughs> I'm going to put the odds in my favor. I'm going to take the skills yeah. I know that work. And this is going to yeah. work on anything. Let's put them to use. Yeah. You know what? And I used to, uh, we used to have, I had a deer that would come in late at night and, uh, my dad's like, why don't you put like a timer there? Battery out the timer. When a deer comes in at three in the morning, (laughs) no, and it worked. I mean, that deer was like, you see the picture, he's gone. I'm like, this deer ain't coming back. Next thing you know, it's like eight in the morning, nine 30 in the morning, three in the afternoon. I'm like, Oh my God. Like bait him at night, bait him in the middle of the night. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, that deer is coming in at two in the morning, three in the morning. Go there at two and three in the morning. Go dump a bag of coin. He's not going to want to come in at that time. You know, you might end up blowing him completely out, but you won't have a deer that's coming in the pitch dark. You can change your schedule. Yeah. It's a really good point. Yeah. I, yeah. It's kind of funny that you say that because I was one of the guys that I know that's a, he's, he's big into, because we have a coastal zone here that baits. And one of the it's things up. that I learned that they will uh, they'll actually bait the same exact time every single day and they'll bait just a little bit so it actually instills competition so that those deer have to be there within an hour or all the food is gone. 100%. I've done that too, yep. And it just puts them there at that time every single time so that you're yep. getting them nocturnal deer to be daylighted at that point. I, I'm going to be honest with you, and I've heard this from guys that I look up to, there's no deer that is nocturnal. There's, there's, it's impossible. And what do you every mean by deer, that? Explain. Every deer is on their feet at some point. It's just that you're not in the right spot. Or you're chasing and moving and he's moving. You know what I mean? He's so just, you have to move a, closer to him. Plain and simple. If you, you know, if you want something, go get it. You know what I mean? You got to put, mm-hmm. you put the time and effort into something, it'll, it'll produce. Plain and simple. Everybody knows that. You know, it's been, uh, it's been proven. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But everyone's like, oh, my deer's nocturnal. I'm like, well, did you put a camera there? I'm like, no. I'm like, okay, go do that. You know, go put a camera across the street. You think, you know, I mean, think about how far deer actually travels. They travel far. And like in our area too, with the houses, it's a skip and a jump, man. They're, they're four or 500 yards. And yeah, they cross 
maybe a busy road, but at two in the morning, it's not busy for them. They're just like, <laughs> Oh, wow. Look at this, you know, red light stop sign. They don't care. You know what so, I mean? Well, and so there the was a deer. Thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. There's a deer here. Um, city in the city, uh, suburban area that a guy was chasing. This thing's like 190, almost 200. Oh. And Jesus. he, he had been chasing that deer for a couple of years, has tons of pictures of it. It got hit by a car pre-rut six and a half miles away as the crow flies from where it was. And it was running down the side of the highway. That's 100%. how it was getting from place to place was literally but six and a half miles. So it goes yeah. to show that they don't care how far it is, man. They're going to no. go as far as they have to. And that was obviously his, his normal go-to area through his whole entire mm -hmm. life because he'd be like, oh, he disappears after velvet. And then he gets hit six and a half miles away. Well, where do you think he is? He's six and a half yeah, miles away, yeah, he's bro. Somewhere yeah. in here and he's going out and rutting over here and then he's coming back and winter ranging here and making Because he knows circle. he's safe. Yeah. He's not getting yeah. he's not getting hunted there. Well and that's the 100%. other thing with trail cameras is you got a sixty degree angle and you're watching fifty feet out. Yep. All that deer's gotta do is walk on the other side of the tree. He's there I every night up. and you never know. I double up all the time. What I do is I'll take like a regular camera that you take the SD card and throw in the computer. Yep. I'll put that on the one side and then my cell camera on the other. And once that cell camera dies, I go in, pull the chip, put new batteries in and see what I got. Yep. You know, and it's like, holy shit. Like, you know, I got gear going that way. And then I just take my cell camera and I just, yep. and that's it. You know, then I'm on the, I'm on the, the hot spot. But. See, and that's the thing. Sometimes it, you know, I'm not seeing deer. I'm not seeing deer. I'm not seeing, that doesn't mean there ain't deer there. You're just mm -hmm. not looking in the right spot. You know, that 30 degree shift may be all you need. That yeah, deer's 100%. there. It's just, it saw that camera one time and guess what? He ain't coming in front of that camera again. That's why I do the bait thing. You know what I mean? Like they're coming, they're got to eat. They're like us, you know, they, they got to eat to survive. So, and an easy meals, just as easy it is for us. You know, if we have to walk, you know, an extra mile for a buffet we probably would especially if it was free and if we had to go you know what i mean oh you yeah know, that's that's the way i look at it too like it, it's a lot of work man it is but it's yep. at the end of the day you're like i did that you know what i mean you're like all right like i learned something new every deer teaches you something different that's for damn sure mm -hmm. i will say that 100 percent. so so with the bait, have you seen a lot of EHD problems down there? Uh, so, you know, this year, this year I kind of got like, so I, I shot my deer opening day. Mm -hmm. So after that, I was kind of like, oh man, I got all month. Like I'm good. I got two months ahead. Of I'm not worried about it. And I went up to New York, Pulaski fishing, salmon fishing. Um, I walked the woods like three times with my one buddy, my one buddy, Kevin, we walked his piece and there was freaking deer every like 150 yards, like two buck was here. I'm like, dude, is it really that bad? And then I talked to my other buddy and he's like, bro, Monroe had like, it was ridiculous. Like the town stunk. Like some different towns just got hammered. Um, I found one the other day with the head cut off, but that wasn't EHD. That was just some asshole doing whatever. Whacked the deer yeah. to the um, horns. Yeah, you know, like, that shit pissed me off. But, yeah, I would say Jersey got hit pretty good. I think more of the swamp areas with the whole more water got hit. Um, my areas, I haven't seen too much of a decline. 
Um, that well, I know a lot of times, a lot of times with the EHD too, they rush to water. Well, yeah, I don't know too much about it. I know it's like a bug that crawls up their nose and they die. And my always, my biggest question was, does baiting transfer that disease to another deer? It's all saliva. It's all saliva based. It is. Based. Yeah. So my understanding on it is that it's a saliva based thing where that's why a lot of states have baiting or the ones and they get rid of it or states that had baiting. Yeah. Well, it's the like states that have Virginia, gotten rid of it because you're not allowed to bait because they're afraid it'll be transmitted. You know, yeah, we have CWD, CWD zones that you shoot something, mm-hmm. there are mandatory well, requirements to report. C- CWD, though, is different than EHD, correct? Exactly. They're different, but they're they're the same. Like they're transmitted around the same. They're still both a parasite. They're both saliva based gotcha. transmission. So that's why they with baiting, they a lot of states had gotten rid of it. I know here they got rid of it in some zones because of it, because they were having bad. They were afraid of having bad problems with CWD and mm-hmm. EHD. Um, See, but the, I I wish I wish we didn't have baiting in Jersey. I wish there was no baiting, and I wish we didn't have five tags to fill. It's ridiculous. We would have absolute giants. Like seeing a one thirty now is yeah, you get excited. Cool. Yeah, I mean, no, I, I see a one thirty now, and I'm like, all right, cool. Like he's gonna get shot. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. that's the issue. You know, um, when you see a one forty, you know, and I know guys. Like I said, that guy Barry man, he'll pass up a one forty five all day, one fifty. I'm like, dude, you're out here a month. 150 is a big ass buck. Oh yeah. You know, for us, it's giant. I mean, I shoot on if I could shoot a 150 every year, sign me up. You know what I mean? Um, that's what I strive for at least. And uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, Jersey's just like, dude, they just, they, nobody shoots does. I'm like, you you go you you're up in a tree stand, you see like 30 does, and you see like four, three bucks. You're like, holy shit, like. And they're all like a four pointer, you know, like a small eight, six. And it's like, dude, like whack some does. Like, there's too many. And then you get the does that are, they come in and they're like this. Yep. <laughs> they're looking all so up in the That got every century he like, ever needs. He doesn't even need to look. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, I'm like this, like I was hunting this, I was hunting this buck and I'm like, man, I'll tell you what, if I wasn't hunting this buck right now, this doe would get smoked right now because she came in, she had that sway back. She started licking her nose. And I'm like, the wind's not even going towards her. She actually walks towards the edge of the trees and she's sniffing. And I'm like, no swirl, nothing. Like it was a straight wind. And I'm like, oh yeah, she's got to go. She she just did herself a favor. She's mm-hmm. done. You know what I mean? But that's because nobody shoots those. We try. Our little group of guys, we try and shoot as many of those as possible, especially during the winter time. Oh yeah. But doesn't Jersey have a, a earn a buck where you have to shoot a doe to shoot a buck? Or is that yeah, certain that, areas? That's only in September. That's the beginning. And then it's like after September, I think thirtieth, then you don't have to. So yeah. So it's like so for me on September eleventh, that Saturday was I shot my doe, went home, passed out, got up in the tree at two o'clock, shot my buck. You know, um, I got really lucky. I couldn't believe that it shouldn't happen that way. The doe was not an issue. I actually didn't have a doe hunting spot. I was just like, where am I going to whack a doe? And I'm like, oh, I'll go there. You know what I mean? Got in the tree and the deer came in. It was amazing. Uh, that's how many does there are. So that's um, Mr. Buckley? That was your buck this yeah. year? Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it's Mr. Buckley. And that was, oh, man, what a terrible shot that was. <laughs> well, let's, well, just dive into it, man. Let's hear about this. I want to hear about Mr. Buckley. Uh, all right, so Mr. Buckley, I didn't have any real big sh- – I had one big shooter, um, not really big. It was nice. It was like big eight-pointer with, with flyers off the G2s. And he came in like once or twice out of like a two-week span. So I was like – I try and get like three shooters – for for uh, opening our uh, for fall bow because I know what's going to happen. They're going to rub and they're going to disappear like that guy's didn't you know six miles away. Maybe over here it's a little bit different, but if they go across the street, you can't hunt there. You can't hunt there. It's not like you know the acres of woods is like Ohio is. But um, so I, I threw a camera up across the street from my other buddy Matt, who uh, he had a few bucks on his side, and I'm like, you know what? I haven't put a camera there in a while. Uh, I've had permission there since I was really young. I'm like, let me throw a camera up. And I had a couple of non-typicals, you know, in the years past. Nothing ever big. Actually, the biggest buck was that we had in there. My dad shot. Um, it was years ago. Years ago. Just it, For some reason, we just never – after that, there was nothing. So I threw the camera up and I uh, threw my cell camera. And I had a pie ball come in, 10-pointer, which was small. But it was I was like – Oh shit! There's life, and it's a pie ball. Like that's right. pretty cool. And then I had uh, an eight pointer come in that was fairly wide, and it was actually my buddy Matt had a picture of it across the street. I'm like, this sucks. Like I don't want you know what I mean. I'm just gonna get his deer coming over, so I'm gonna have to do I'm have to pull my shit. Like an hour later, I see this. <laughs> I see this buck. And I'm like, oh. I'm like, that's no eight pointer. I'm like, that's a big ten. So I call Matt. I'm like, dude, I'm like, you have this deer on camera? He's like, no, because I've been baiting across the street for like three weeks now. I'm like, I'm like dude, I'm like, keep it, keep it going because it's going to be one of us. You know what I mean? So the deer never made it across the street. He kept religiously coming into my bait. And um, he started getting a little sporadic. So I started moving some cameras around. And uh, like that one video on my post, uh, I got his bedding area. So I knew like on certain winds, he was coming from that direction. He had to, he had a fence to the highway to his back and he had the wind in his face. So he was completely, there was nothing getting up on him. You know what I mean? But, um, we set a stand, me and my buddy Dave and, uh, I'm sitting there. I see nothing. My trail cameras are all dead all over the place. I got no pictures of anything anywhere. I'm like, this, you know, this is rough. Maybe because everyone's in the woods opening day. And, uh, here comes like a little doe another doe then a small buck and i'm like all right you know they're moving and then boom here he comes straight at me and i'm like is this really happening right now (laughs) like opening day opening day it's light out it's not like it's right before dark where you know you gotta like look at that peep and you're like you know "Eh, is that the am i good to look at the bubble like none of that and uh he's coming and then he stops and he scratches, he scratches his ear with his back hoof. And I'm like, dude, this is awesome. I'm like, this is it. I'm like, I'm going to smoke this thing. Got a brand new bow. I felt confident. I shot a turkey in the head with it. Like, I'm ready to go. You know what I mean? Like, I could kill a deer. I just shot a doe this morning. And uh, he hit, gets on the bait. He's eating. And I had that stay away from that front shoulder with my elite. Mm-hmm. You know? So, and I also think it was my nerves and I drew back on him and his front shoulder was actually forward. And I think what I did, to be honest, 
is I think I shot and I looked. And that's why I shot him back. Um, I hit him back in the liver. He ran like 70 yards and I lost him. And now I'm shitting bricks. I'm like, dude, I just screwed up a 160-inch 10-pointer. I'm like, you know, like now I got to track this thing. It just is terrible. I grabbed the arrow. I got down and grabbed the arrow. It was covered in blood. So I'm like, all right, I definitely got something good. You know what I mean? It's most likely liver. And it's not my first time, too. I, I think it's a habit that I really need to learn to break because I shot uh, two other bucks same same way back in the liver. And I, I, it's not just the, you know, it's not the shoulder thing. I think it's I'm, I'm peeking when I, after I shoot, you know what I mean, to see where that the anticipation. Going. Yeah, you're not following through. <laughs> yeah. I, I do the same not, thing. You, you know what it is? And, and I think, you know, with the camera going and it, it's a lot, you know, and it's just something that I got to I got to teach myself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, I definitely need to get I need to get I need to do that because, you know, it sucks. Anytime you shoot a deer and you're like, fuck, like it's a marginal shot. Of course, you're going to be, you know, distraught and like upset about it. You know, you don't want to do that. You want to kill a deer. You want double lung or a hard shot and be done with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, I. I'm a killer by heart. I don't like seeing shit suffer. You know what I mean? I don't like that shit. Um, I've always been like that. I mean, I, I can kill anything, but to watch something suffer, no. You know what I mean? And uh, so immediately, I, you know, I backed out and I'm replaying the video like for everyone. I'm like, what do you think? What, you think it's dead? Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like you're showing everyone. The norm, Which, yep. <laughs> yeah, you know, sitting upstairs in my bedroom looking at the video again. I'm like, what, you know, what, what? And uh, I actually, in the video, I see him. He walks up and he stands there. And I'm like, dude, now I'm really sweating bullets. I'm like, I'm fucked. I'm like, this year is going to be gone. So the next day we get out there in the morning and uh, we're driving to the spot. It's me, my buddy Kevin, and my buddy Rich. And my buddy Rich is the most positive guy you've ever met. You could completely whiff a shot and be like, oh, no, that was a great shot great like you know what i mean (laughs) that's a great buddy to have yeah yeah oh bro it is uh you know like you could like shoot a tree like before the deer like a branch but oh no it's straight down the pipe dom that was a great shot but you know that tree got in the way (laughs) and uh and um we're driving down the road and i'm driving my truck and they're in the truck and uh i slam on the brakes i'm like (sighs) rich is like rich almost went through the windshield he's like dude what the hell are you doing i'm like I got to back up. We back up. I'm looking. I'm like, is that him? And on our buddy's pool, our buddy, my, one of the guys that lets me hunt on his house, um, which they cleared the woods. So there's not much room there, but it's borders up to this property. There's the deer laying there dead as a doorman on the grass. <laughs> it's a Sunday morning. Uh, he's got kids. I'm like, and then I see it move. I think I see it move. And it was a fox that was actually eating him. So at first I thought it was still alive. Now I'm really freaking out. Then we look and it was a fox. So I pull up into the driveway. I'm like, dude, we got to get this thing out of here. God forbid the kids wake up. I'm like, they're going to have a heart attack. Bambi. Um, yeah, you know. <laughs> and that's one of the biggest things too, especially out here is like, well, out in Jersey's, you have to, you know, like when I ask people for permission, I'm like, hey, listen, you know, I understand you got kids. They're not going to see anything. We'll wait till it's dark out. No blood, nothing like that. And they respect that. They like that. So that's a little tip too for Jersey guys or any suburban runners. Um, 
So I grabbed the gear and we throw them in the truck. And I'm like, dude, I looked at the shot and it was back in the liver. We gutted it. Liver was completely just destroyed. But I didn't really think it was as big as it was. We measured it. It was like 159 or 158. I was like, holy shit. You know what I mean? Um, but it was a and good it's hunt. basically an eight pointer. Yeah, with just the little yeah. crabs, you know what I mean? So, so, for, so and for, go ahead. No, it's virtually like a 160 inch eight pointer. Yeah, yeah. Um, dude, it had the smallest ears I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> dude, its ears were like tiny. It was so weird. He's well outside his ears. <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, he's <laughs> well outside his ears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely made him look a lot bigger than he was. Coming coming from the taxidermy world, it's kind of funny is that people don't realize how many subspecies there is of actually whitetails. Like the Midwest, like Kansas and stuff, they all mm-hmm. have small, tiny ears. They have little, tiny, like yard gnome ears. Like they're these little, tiny things. And it's because they're on the plains and they don't need to use their hearing. Their hearing is not really that big of a deal. So and they let me use ask you more of their eyes. And then, you, okay, go ahead. Where the fuck did this deer come from, Ohio? I don't know, man. I don't understand. I, I'm <laughs> no, just I'm, saying is that they're like, like some deer. You, though, His daddy thing. escaped a farm. <laughs> no, Dude, but I'm imagine. just saying like different deer from different parts of of the country. They all yeah. have different, like whitetails. They all have different characteristics never, about them. I never knew that. I never, so, ever, you know. So like our whitetails here, since they're in the woods and they're like thick woods and they really need their ears and hearing is such an important thing here. They have giant ears. They have like Dumbo really? ears compared. Yeah. If you put them side by side, you would, it's one of the craziest things, honestly. Yeah. To I compare never, the two yeah. of them. It's like here in Virginia, if you see a deer that's outside his ears. So if he's even with his ears, you know, he's 16 inches, <laughs> but you go to the Midwest in a lot of States. If he's outside his ears, that means he may only be 13 or 14. Wow. But well, I know had, they're a lot bigger too. Oh yeah. Well, that that's arguable in some states out on the East Coast, but we won't get into that because there are no big deer on the East Coast. We will continue to <laughs> preach that. Don't go to Long Island. There's no big deer there. Yeah, oh, they're man. they're all in the Midwest. Out, I went out to Long Island. Long Island was cool, man. I was gonna go out to Long Island again this year, but this year stopped me, and so did Biden's gas prices. So. <laughs> Well, the well Biden kind of ruined a lot of things. I mean, well, let's not go down there, but they, yeah, they no. ruined a lot of things because like Long Island hunting. I have some friends that are in Long Island and, and and no offense to any of these people, but the New Yorkers, the rich New Yorkers all moved back into their homes in all Long Island. So a lot of my friends couldn't hunt out there because oh, yeah. a lot of their spots are, yeah, you know, know, like they just Don't hunt these it. areas. Yeah. Yep. And all these Long Island, I mean, all these New Yorkers moved out to back to their homes. So they can't even hunt out there. And they're like, yep. this sucks, dude. Like we can't even hunt. Like, what yeah. are we going to do? Cause I I'll always beg what, them to though. come out there all the time. Next year though, the year after once shit gets back to normal, hopefully there will be some studs out there and I'll be waiting for them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know all about that. Yeah. Well, it's the same yep. as like Montauk and all that other stuff. I mean, there's hidden gems around here, and a lot of people don't realize it. Like, oh, yeah. Monster Mon- New Jersey's one of them. They're, that's a sleeper, sleeper state. There's always New- giants that come out of New Jersey. Dude, I, I saw a deer this year. One of my buddy's cousins killed. I was just, I was like, bro, I'm not going to ask you where because I wouldn't say, I would never tell anyone, but mm-hmm. holy shit. Like, monster. I mean, we- we just did Absolutely a podcast. 
with a gentleman from uh from Massachusetts. And he mm-hmm. killed one that this deer is probably Stupid. it's definitely north of 180, maybe oh, north dude. of 190. Bump I and yeah, I would bump that up. Not counting deductions, he, green score well over 190. Yeah, and he and the thing is that he had chased that deer for just to show like the diversity of of New England, like you hunting the suburb, suburban areas, and then these guys, they're hunting some of the biggest woods that he'd been chasing this thing since 2016. Wow, in big ass. big woods, you know what that's I'm saying? Awesome. And he has so he got his first shed in 2016, then put out trail cameras for a whole entire year, never got anything, then moved on him, like showing how far he actually moved. He, from where he got his first shed to where he killed him, it was two and a half miles. That's awesome, though. It's crazy, right? That's a huge. That's a huge reward, you know, to put all that time and all, that's a lot of time into mm-hmm. one specific animal and then take him. That's badass, man. That guy's probably like, got it. Um, <laughs> uh, if my dad never showed me hunting and the outdoors and all that, I don't know what the fuck I'd be doing with myself, man. You know, I really don't. Uh, Huge, huge uh, thanks to him. I well, talk anymore. I'll start crying. So it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we'll stay there. I guess you know. We'll, what a better segment than to to go into man. What drives you outdoors? Uh the pursuit, man. The pursuit and the unknown. Um, you know, and the unknown could be is you know sitting on a pond. Um, and not knowing if you're going to have a mallard flying or a wood duck or a pintail, uh, being in the tree stand, chasing a 12 pointer, a uh, 160 inch deer. And the next, you know, double drop comes in. You don't know. You know what I mean? Um, it's kind of like my job. Like I never know what to expect at work. And I also never know what to expect being in a tree stand, chasing a deer, being on the water looking for a trigger fish or a bass um, and the reward at the end, you know, like putting all that time and effort into hunting uh, one particular animal and being able to accomplish that and, and, and get that deer in your hands or, you know, elk for say, that's my next one. That's, that's coming up. But yeah, I would say that'd probably be it. Gotcha. Well, Don, we appreciate you jumping on, but before we let you go, can you let everybody yeah. know where they can find you? Uh, I can find me. So not Facebook. I got rid of that, but Smart um, man. It's, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Facebook's no good. I, I get too crazy. Um, Instagram at uh, rogue underscore whitetails and um, also blitz outdoors. Um, I'm tagged in a bunch of their photos and stuff and videos. Uh, and, um, you know, I appreciate you guys bringing me on. I had a blast. You guys are cool as shit. Um, I appreciate everything you do. Uh, and like I said, and you guys get me out here. Um, hopefully one day we could, uh, get together and, uh, we're not that far apart, bro. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not. Especially. Yeah. 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 We're, we're not. So, uh, you know, one day I'd love to meet you guys and, uh, kick back, shoot some shit and hang out. You bet brother. Well, All right. again, Thanks for joining us. It's been a hell of a show, and uh, I feel like we could go on for hours. So, yeah, we'll go my ahead phone's and... about to die. So, <laughs> yep, that, that's perfect timing. We'll go ahead and wrap this thing up. And uh, for everyone listening, thanks for taking the ride right here on the Outdoor Drive. <laughs>